Mac Power Users, episode 301, Geek Fitness with Liana Lehua. Hello, everyone. It's David Sparks, along with my pal, Katie Floyd. Welcome to show 301, Katie. Hey, David. How are you? Great. Great. It was so fun doing show 300. I want to thank Mike and Stephen once again for uh, taking the time to come in and organize all of that. I thought the show came out great. We've had some great feedback. Yeah, you know, it was nice to be able to take that little bit of a break for episode 300. And it just came out as we recorded this yesterday. And now here we are right back on the, the bandwagon again for for 301. So yeah, off we go again. We're not messing around. No hey, breaks. We thought, you know, with it being January and all, it would be a good time to talk about geek fitness. We did it several years ago, but it was just you and me talking about available devices. And I thought that we could do a better job of it. So we decided to invite the expert onto the show. So welcome back, Liana. Why, thank you, expert. That's a that's a big bill to fill. I know. I'm but a you, crazy enthusiast. Okay, crazy enthusiast. <laughs> Liana, yeah. Liana's been on our show before. She's talked about travel. Um uh, she's a world traveler. Um, so just ran a half marathon. What was it two days ago or was it yesterday as we record it this? It was yesterday as we record this. Yeah. And, um, now you and only did that because you were being chased by stormtroopers, right? I was partially, I have to be honest, like I'm a nerd for like really good hardware and the medals that you get, like seriously, like, when I heard it, I said, I have to do that thing. But when I saw the medals, like that was a huge reason to, Get in shape enough to run the half marathon. <laughs> so, so Liana did the Disney Star Wars half marathon. Right. I did. Uh, yeah. I did the 5K. I was kind of the wimpy one. Next year, I'm going to do the 10K or the half, depending on how well I do with all this stuff that Liana's helped me out with. Well, you got to start somewhere. So that's huge. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, um, and we thought that would be kind of the angle for today's show really is, you know, a lot of people, we're not making the show for, um, the people who are, um, super fit, you know, and, um, you know, professional athletes and all that. This is a show for a lot of our listeners who are like us, people who are really busy sitting at computers eight hours a day and, um, you know, kind of eating what's easy and convenient. And we thought, you know, how can we use our love of technology and a, uh, some desire to, to get a little better at a healthy living, uh, together. And, and Leanna and I have been talking about this for a while. And I said, you know, this would be a great show. So, so here we are. Yes. Yay. I mean, I'm excited. I think um, for me, one of the things that I know many of the people have to deal with is they sit at a desk all day and there's a limited amount of time. And there's also so much information on the web. I think you can get inf- overwhelmed with the information that's out there. What's right? What's wrong? Should I be gluten free? Can I eat, you know, can I eat carbs? All that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And I think it's exactly what, you know, we just keep it super simple and uh, just start somewhere. And then from there you build, but just don't get inundated on it, reading everything there is on the web and then thinking, I just don't know where to start. Well, Liana, you- on the last show that, that we had you on, we talked a little bit about travel and we got some of your, your tech background and how you got to be a, a, a bit of a tech geek. But how did you get to become a little bit of a fitness geek? Oh, thanks, Katie. I actually have been my entire life. I got certified as a personal trainer as soon as I could at the time. I don't think it is now, but at the time you had to be at least 18. So I waited till I was 18 and I'd always been, when I was younger, just involved in sports and I loved to run and all these things. So I just, fitness is something that always appealed to me or being active. And so I got certified as a personal trainer. And so from that time to now, since I've been 18, I've almost always had 
uh, at least one or two personal clients that I work with. And I don't even call them clients. It's really, it's people I know who are asking for fitness advice or, and I'm not a nutritionist, but a lot of times what I'll do is I'll share the things that I'm eating and recipes that I have and say, you know, if you want to try this, first and foremost, of course, the thing I was always encourage anybody to do is visit your doctor first, right? And just make sure that whatever it is that you decide to follow, if you see something online and you want to try it, whether it be a way of eating, whether it's like paleo or Atkins, which is uh, no low to no carb, that kind of thing that you, you check with a doctor first. But I've always shared that information with folks. And as it comes back, it's something that I, for a career, I did it for a little while. I was a personal trainer um, or a sports performance coach. Uh, I really started to coach people in triathlon and, and, and racing and do doing those kind of recreational fitness type of things. And everybody was, I, I can safely say that everybody had some spent most of their time at a desk, regardless of what their job function was. And so I know kind of the similarity there. So just got really good at figuring out those things that I do when I'm sitting down, um, even as I got in my career as, as a tech and working in um, programming and then uh, project management, uh, the things that I would do to keep myself uh, healthy and fit. But again, even through my career and uh, doing the like live streaming and technical producing and everything that I've done. Um, I've always had a level of fitness that's just a really a way that I do things. And I've always had people that uh, have asked me. It's it's one of the topics that people come back to and ask me about regularly, regardless of whatever it is that we're talking about. So um, I think that, um, and it's just something I've always maintained um, looking things up, just like with the, the technology and the fitness, or excuse me, the technology being a geek about Apple and Mac products, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd for all kinds of podcasts, largely, you know, Mac Power users and some other ones for sure. And I'm not saying that just because I'm here, you know, I'm a Mac Power user yeah. listener. Um, but uh, where I geek out and just really dig and dive for information, a lot of it's trial and error. But um, I've done that over the years enough that I feel like um, it's it's information that's, that's helpful or that I can uh, share with people um, that's uh, based in research, based in research and a lot of just trial and error personally. Well, I mean, you, you use the uh, when you were talking to me about this, because I've been I guess I'm one of your your minions. You know, I, I've been talking to you lately <laughs> about how I can get better at some of the stuff. And you said how to get from sit to fit. And I thought that was really nice. And one of the things you've always said to me is, you know, it's OK. You don't have to run a marathon tomorrow. The question is, what can you do to get a little active? And um, and maybe that's a good place to start is, is you know, how do you. If, if someone's listening to this right now, what's a good place for them to kind of start? I think the best place to start, the best place to start is figure out what it is that you want to achieve, whether it be fat loss or you want to gain muscle, you do want to run a marathon. Those are all different things that you should write down and figure out how you need to get to those things. They're all very different. Um, Notice I said fat loss, and a lot of people say weight loss. Um, I'm big on really emphasizing fat loss if that's what somebody wants to do because uh, I'm not a big proponent of using a scale, and I'll tell you why, is uh, muscle weighs more than fat. And so as you go through a process, if if it's what you want to do, and muscle, because muscle weighs more than fat, if you step on a scale, you could weigh more, but you could actually be getting, your body could be getting a lot more fit. Um, And with that is an example. When I say write down what you want to do, if it's run a marathon, uh, fat loss, or gain muscle, there's steps that you have to take for each one. There's kind of um, some general things that all those, everybody, regardless of what your goal is, where you can start. The first one is just drinking more water. And when I say water, for example, um, I've had the question before, uh, well, I drink, you know, uh, 
either I'm drinking soda or I drink coffee, I drink other things. I might drink two cups of water in that whole, you know, in, in the course of my day. Um, my recommendation is that everybody drink at least half their body weight in water every day. And if you want to drink uh, coffee in the morning or whatever part of the day, even in the afternoon, and you want to have a glass of wine at night, I say you still do that as long as you've had that, uh, your half your weight in water for the day. Now, so when, you say, more, when you say half your weight in water, I don't think you mean that. Literally, I mean, if someone weighs two hundred pounds, you oh, don't in ounces, in I'm ounces. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say you don't. Want to, yeah, <laughs> so half right. your weight in water in ounces a day. Okay, right. You would so, drown yourself. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. So yes. I mean, like, I've, sorry. I, in fact, I've got it. You'd be proud. I have a bottle of water here as we record Mac Power users that I'll I'll easily go through as we record the show, and it's about nineteen uh nineteen ounces is about this bottle of water. So. And, you know, that's one of the first places. So I feel like for me, I always do better when I start logging things. You know, I'm a nerd, right? So I want to quantify this stuff. So I think that's a good starting point. I mean, if you're going to start start drinking more water, um, you know, there are, are ways to track how much water you're drinking and, and see how you're doing with that. Um, uh, several apps that, that support that. Um, what are some of your favorite tracking apps for like calories and water and things like that? I like to use um, my fitness pal. That's my mm-hmm. personal favorite. Um, I think so. Just going through some of the different applicate apps that were available. The other one I tried recently was another one called Life Sum. Um, they both have free and paid components to them, just depending on how much you want to track, how much you want to involve me, be involved in the communities that they have. Um, one of the reasons I really like them, and I'll have to be honest, I'm not the best at tracking my food because if you look, like if anybody goes to my fitness pal now. And, and I'll share my 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 eating with anybody. So if anybody wants to, they can they can request a uh, friend request me, and I'll, I'll I'll let them see what I'm eating. I'm, I'm gonna really friend boring. request you while we're recording this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really boring, and the reason I do that is because it's easy, and I it, I, I don't like to have to think about what it is I'm doing. So we're using the My Fitness Pal app. I just really like to do it. And then the, the truth is, the other reason that I pick an app, and this is true of most apps, regardless if it's a fitness app, if it's where my friends are. That's where I go. So I have a lot of friends that are also on it. Um, so I like it because we can also encourage each other. Um, I've got another friend that one of the prompts that it gives you is uh, so in the, the person, the username, uh, they, log, they have logged in every day this week. And you can, you know, you can do a little cheer for them or you can send them a little message saying, you know, hey, good job. You don't know what they've done, but the idea that, you know, they've logged into their app and they're doing something. Um, so I kind of like that aspect of, to it a lot. It makes it really easy to track your water. This is like a button. You just say, I drink water. And so you can track, you know, I've, I've had five, six, seven, eight glasses of, you know, my water. I, I have to look at it. I'm going to stare at it right now. But uh, I think it indicates like eight ounces. But whatever your, as we talked about, whatever half of your body weight in ounces is, um, that's what you should be drinking. Uh, it makes it really easy to log your food. So the advantage of logging your food is not necessarily, it is good for calorie counting if, if, if that's what you need to do for your, for your food intake. Um, but it also really just lets you see what you're eating. David, I don't know what your experience has been, but, or Katie, if you've done any food logging, sometimes just looking at what it is you're eating, you can kind of see like, oh, you know what? I'm having too many cookies or, oh, you know what? I realized that, you know, I'm eating a whole lot of bread and bread in itself is not bad, but if you eat too much of it, 
um, it could be detrimental to whatever it is you're trying to do. Have you had that experience, David? Yeah. And I do think that there's some advantage to being in a community with the stuff. Like if, you know, if, if we make friends or, you know, I was even thinking as you're saying it, we should probably, I bet there's enough listeners that we could probably make a group or something within my fitness pal or something where we could all share. And there's like a, there's almost like a shaming element to it. It's like uh, I'm at Home Depot and there's a Snickers bar sitting there right there looking at me. Right. It just, just happened to me on Friday. You know, you know, I ran a 5K that day and then I, I, was, I had to go get something to fix something in the yard. And I'm like, oh, I could eat that Snickers. And I got thinking, yeah, but if I do it, then I'd log it. And then Liana would see me eating a Snickers bar and I don't want her to see me eating a Snickers bar. Oh, no, you can totally set your privacy settings so she can't see that you're eating a no, Snickers no, bar. No, no, I feel like if you're going to do it, you got to just do it. And but I I. I I think it, to a certain extent, I don't want to use the word shaming. It's the wrong word, but it's just, I think the, the, the sharing element of it is a good way to encourage yourself. You're not doing it all alone. You've got people supporting you and say, Hey Dave, you know, you don't need to eat the Snickers bar. You just ran a 5k, eat a, eat an apple, you know? And, um, the, um, so I, I think that, um, I think there's an inherent benefit to that for me. Yeah. I've, I guess I'm yeah, wired sure. differently. Right. I've been using my fitness pal, uh, off and on for a, a couple of years. And I've tried a couple of the other apps. Um, what's the other one? Lose It is one that I've used before, and, and it's very good too. I ultimately keep coming back to my fitness pal. I think it's a little more feature rich. You know, most of these have gone more to a, um, a a premium model where if you pay for the premium version, then you get a few more features and maybe they get rid of the ads. But I, I have found that logging is is key for me. I do much better when I log and I'm much more successful in achieving my goals with I log when I log. But that being said, it's it's hard because you know, if you if you cheat, if you get off that that habit of logging or you know what, maybe I'm just not going to log that Snickers bar. Um, you know, it's it's real easy to to get off that bandwagon. But, you know, a couple of things have made it a lot easier, you know, especially now that these apps have have support um, with integrate with the health app and um, integrate with the Apple Watch. I wish more apps would offer things like this. You know, some of that stuff is now done automatically. So, for example, my fitness pal automatically logged that I spent 30 minutes on the elliptical trainer this morning and it automatically has, um, you know, synced up with my my step count. So some of that's nice because it gives you a little extra motivation because you can see, oh, that that stuff is already in there. Yeah, it also automatically syncs with my withing scale. Which is nice. So when I, when I do weigh in, I know that's not an ideal, you know, Liana, but the, um, but it is nice uh, because at this point I am losing fat and not uh, more than I'm gaining muscle. And uh, it is nice to see that, you know, you are dropping a few pounds and, and that just happens automatically. So you step on the scale in the morning, then you open my fitness pal and it's already got the new weight in there. Yeah, sure. I, I, I guess I should say that I'm, I've, you know, for anything that you use, whether it be an Apple Watch, if you're using a Fitbit, if you're using a scale, I think the key to that is is using it. And I should have said this a little bit better, but is really calibrating it to how you use it. If you have a measure that you can use, like where you started, David, for example, right? And you have a measure with, of, of a couple of things. Maybe it's the scale plus how are your clothes fitting? Um, how are you feeling? Are you getting more rest at night? You know, nutrition is definitely related to that. That, But if you have other things, you can use it with to calibrate it. I think that's going to be really key. And so, then, so go ahead, Kenny. Oh, I was just going to go back before we got too far from the water thing. You know, I've just found if I'm, you know, buying a water bottle, if you don't have a nice one, go go buy a cute one. You know, go buy, go spend 15 bucks and, and buy yourself a nice water bottle. I, I've gotten myself in the habit of filling up a water bottle at home every day 
and taking it to work with me and then, you know, maybe filling up again at at noon really is a great way to help increase my water intake because I find that if I have it and it's just sitting there on my desk, I'll drink it. But if I don't have it, I won't. My uh, my my wife bought me this water bottle called a Swell bottle, S-W-E-L-L. And uh, it's got some crazy science in it because if you put water in it, it's still cold like 18 hours later. And like when I'm driving around in Southern California, especially in the summer, it's really nice to have cold water all the time. Yeah, the the tech to look for there is look for anything that says double wall insulated. Uh, Hydro Flask also makes, I have a swell bottle too that I really dig. They're really cool looking if you want a cool bottle. Here's it, the other bottle that I have that I will often carry with me if I have a, if I'm carrying a purse or a bag big enough to carry it. It's actually small. It's a 12 ounce, a 12 ounce uh, insulated water bottle made by um, Thermos, just the, the Thermos company. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, I like the 12 ounce because it makes me get up at least once an hour to fill it. Because otherwise I'm Smart. sitting, sometimes I could be sitting down. If I, my water bottle's too big and I don't want to carry it, but after a while I kind of go, oh, this is really cool. And then after a while I might not carry it. Um, but if you have something maybe that's at your desk or maybe you just, you have a big water bottle that you like and maybe you only fill it halfway, but something to get you to get up every hour so that you're staying on that. You know, you, you earn your, you drink your water at work so that when you get home, you can earn that glass of wine. <laughs> And Thermos has an R2-D2 shaped. That's the one that I have. Oh, you have that one? <laughs> at Target? Yeah, they have it at Target. Yeah. I think I'm going to order one. And if you don't have a Target near you, if you just Google R2-D2 there, we'll link to it. But yeah, anyways, it, that's the one that I have. And it's small. Of course you do. <laughs> so I know. I'm a nerd. I'm like eight again with all the Star Wars stuff. Huh. It's a different story. Yeah. Preaching to the choir. Preaching right. to the choir. <laughs> um, the, when you're drinking your water... Um, I think one of the things to one of the good things about logging your food related to your water is the thing that makes water work in your body is uh, you have muscle fat and water in your body. And uh, water is very useful in helping to display helping your fat displace with muscle and your muscle lubricates everything that needs to be lubricated so that your metabolism works, your body's feeling good. In order for that to happen and it just not go through your body, you have to have enough salt in your whatever you're eating, your your meal planning uh, or whatever you're consuming. And sometimes we don't get that. And so getting um, just a pinch of like Himalayan sea salt or the pink sea salt and putting it in your water will help do that. Now, the, the uh, thing that I'll say there again is just uh, tracking your food will help you see what else you're eating to make sure that you're not just adding salt where maybe you don't need it. If you're somebody who eats a lot of frozen meals, I'll guarantee that there's already a lot of sodium in that. So you don't want any, don't want to add any extra. You can really tell by when you go to the bathroom, you can tell by the color. If it's super clear and white and you're peeing a lot, it could be that your body's not absorbing it. And so you want to add the, add the pinches of salt to it. Ah, good to know. Yeah, and if it's super yellow, then you need to drink more <laughs> yeah. water. <laughs> the um, well, that's good to know. The and and so, you know, but that's the other advantage of my fitness pal is right. adding food to it is really quite easy. Like if you, if I had you know fallen to the weakness and gotten the Snickers bar, all you do is you point the camera at it, scans the uh, the barcode, and automatically gets you know it already has all the ingredients in there. 
And over the years, this is something that's changed in my experience is that they've gotten super good at that. I mean, I can, I got like, um, turkey sliced turkey from the market the other day. And, and you know, who would think that my fitness pal would recognize the, the barcode, the market puts on something that you have the, the guy sliced while you're right there. Sure enough, it recognized it and had, you know, the sodium and everything else that was in the turkey already in the system for me. So uh, w- one of the nice things about logging food now is it's a lot easier. A-, a lot of the stuff you can just point at the barcode or if you just start typing in, you know, McDonald's French fries or whatever it is that you're eating, it's it's going to get the um, the stuff in there. Yeah, there's a really good database of food. And so while um, MyFitnessPal is really good for food and your water intake, there is an exercise component to it that I don't really care for. I actually use other apps for tracking fitness. Um, and uh, there's two that I really like. Well, wait, One, wait, I want you oh, to hold that thought. Sure, okay. I want to get to um, fitness and uh, working out, but I think we should take a minute real quick and talk about our first sponsor. Yeah, before we get into the the apps that we use for exercise, I want to take a minute and talk about our first sponsor, Squarespace. Um, You can start building your website today at squarespace.com. And if you enter the offer code MPU at checkout, you'll even get 10% off. Uh, When it comes to giving yourself a great place online, you know, David and I both use Squarespace for our websites, and we think that they are one of the best places online to go. They put all of the power that you need in your hands, uh, and they just make the process so simple. You don't have to worry about hosting or scaling or what to do if you get stuck with something. Squarespace helps you just build a site that is professional, that it's well-designed, regardless of your skill level, with no coding required. They've got these great tools that are easy to use to make your website look and feel exactly how you want. I think I mentioned that, you know, earlier this year, um, my law firm's website was completely redone using Squarespace. And that was a very quick and easy process. Um, And we've got a website that rivals any of the other firms in the area. Um, And it was all professionally designed, you know, by me using Squarespace, um, very simply and easily. I created a, a wedding website for my brother this year using Squarespace. And then, of course, katiefloyd.com and maxbarkey.com are all built using Squarespace. And you can start with their beautiful, easy-to-use templates. They all feature responsive design to make your site look great on all size devices. Um, and if you do need a little help, then they've got a great 24-7 support with live chat and email, and their teams are located in New York, Dublin, and Portland, so you always know there's someone in that time zone who's awake and ready to help you. Uh, And if you want to go a step further and start selling things on your site, they've got a commerce platform that can help you do that. Um, When you're ready to get started, head over to squarespace.com. You can sign up for a two-week free trial. That should be about all the time you need to get your website up and running. And when you decide that you want to sign up and keep using Squarespace, I'm pretty sure you will. Uh, Keep in mind that plans start at just $8 a month. And if you sign up for a year, you'll get a free domain name. Um, You can sign up with no credit card required on their website today just by going to squarespace.com. Don't forget when you sign up to use that coupon code MPU to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Mac Power users. And thank you to Squarespace for their support of Mac Power users and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, build it beautiful. You know, Leon, I was thinking uh, before we get into exercise, um, when you talked at the beginning, you know, are you looking for um, losing fat or building muscle or marathon or whatever, does it matter when you're first getting started, which, how you answer that question? It doesn't, whatever it is. Well, uh, no, I take that back. If you are, thank you for asking that question. (laughs) If you, if your goal is to run a marathon, it should not coincide 
with fat loss because they're two very different goals. I know, and I've heard before that people say they want to run a marathon because they want to lose fat. The pro, the running a marathon takes just a lot of energy, so it's going to take a lot of a lot more nutrition, a lot more calories, a lot more um, water. There's there's a lot more that you have to consume in order for your body not to in order for your body to um, function properly during the course of the marathon through all of your training. If you also want to lose fat, like I would recommend doing one of those, picking one of them. Because when you're on a journey of fat loss, the basic idea is that you're consuming less than you're working out. When I say working out, just moving. You're moving more than you're consuming, right? Um, And the process of running a marathon is something that requires a lot of calories and, and, and nutrition that, um, cause what happens is if you, if you're not consuming the calories that you need is your body will start to use muscle and just other stores in your body for energy versus using the fat that it, it typically, our body typically will use uh, glucose, uh, use the fat in our body effectively, just basically to fuel our bodies. Um, and if it doesn't do, if your if your body's not working properly, it's not going to do that. And so you don't want to deplete your muscle. And so that's what will happen if you if you if you do it incorrectly. I'll never forget. I used to I used to have a friend that used to ride bikes with me all the time. And you know, I went when I got a bike. You know, we all have things we nerd out on, but bikes are not one of the things that I nerd out on. So when I needed a bike, I went to one of the stores and I spent a couple hundred bucks and got a bike, and I was happy. But my friend was really into it and he spent a lot of money on his bike and he was quite a bit larger than I am. And he was telling me how he was saving up to buy this new seat. And it was, I forget what it was made out of some material, but it was going to like take four ounces off the weight of a normal seat. And and it was going to, I think he was going to spend more on the seat than I spent on my bike. (laughs) And I was, I said to him, I said, you know, you know, I could say this because I'm not, you know, the picture of health either, but you know, we could lose four ounces off of our own bodies a lot easier than you could buy that seat. And um, I always feel like I'm kind of practical about this stuff. I mean, weight loss to me is something where, yeah, I mean, it, it just really could make a difference for what you put on your knees and, you know, the stress you put your body and your heart and everything else under. So, you know, it is a worthwhile goal. And, and, um, but at the same time, I don't have to, I'm not going to join a gym membership. I just don't think that's ever something I'm going to do. Um, so how do we start translating that as nerds into something that is doable for us? Um, the, a really good, easy way to do it is for, for nerds. A lot of times we're sitting at our desk a lot, right behind the computer. Uh, first and foremost for everybody, um, even if you're sitting for 20 minutes or if you're sitting for an eight hour day is working on your posture, um, there's an easy way to do that, and I'm going to describe this as best as I can, and maybe you both want to try it um, while I'm talking through it. If you feel like standing and try it, the best way to do this is to stand. And you're going to put your, you put your hand, uh, open-faced hand, palm uh, so it's flat, your palm facing the ground, and then put it on your sternum. What is it called? The xiphoid process. It's at the bottom of your rib cage, right, where they, where they used to tell you to do CPR, and I think they're not telling you to do it there anymore. So if you're standing and you do that, and then... Put your other hand uh, flat also, open face, but your palm facing the ceiling. So now your palms are facing each other. Put that on your pelvic bone. Now squeeze your abs. 
or t- uh, pull your abs in. You're like your navel to your belly button. So you're feeling flat, right? Also squeeze your bum, right? Now you can't walk around like that. You should probably be feeling pretty tight right now. If you loosen that to about 20%, that's where you should be. Your, your posture shouldn't drop. And the reason to have your hands there is your hands should actually be the same. They should stay in that same position. If you're doing the abs and the, and the bum, and then uh, you relax to 20%. Now, if you sit back down, your hands should stay in the same place. And that's really good sitting posture. Okay, so I need I need to s- slow down. Is there a name for that? So if someone's w- listening, they can go on like YouTube or something and see a demonstration? There isn't. Um, you know, I'll... I'll well, you yeah, know what, there, there actually isn't. Yeah. <laughs> With your, if, if only you were you uniquely someone, suited to right. <laughs> who had some video skills, you could right, right. Okay, so but so now are your hands pushing against each other? They're not. You're you're oh, like so that your, was a mistake. Yeah. I was doing that. So right. yeah, your bottom hand is just uh on where your pelvic bone is, yeah. just facing up, and your top hand is on that xiphoid process, facing down. So there's a space, and it should be just kind of your torso, your middle, you know, your ab section. Yeah. So they're apart. What you're using them for is to make sure that they stay flat. If they come together, if your hands are closer when you sit down or when you do any of it, you've you've changed your position. So your the position of your hands, the space between your hands should stay the same once you do the squeezing of the ab, pulling the abs in and then squeezing your bum. And then when you re- reduce that squeeze to about 20%, you really just kind of have to feel it. It's hard to describe 20%, right? Yeah. But then you keep that and then sit down. Yeah, I only hands, do it 23%, just yeah, in case you're yeah, wondering. 23.24%. <laughs> and if you uh, sit down, your hands should stay the same. I do have some video skills. We'll talk about that later, though. Um, but so now, do you do that like as an exercise, or do you just do that to set yourself? So you do posture? that to set yourself. And then um, it's an act in itself to, to keep that position. And what I'll do sometimes, it's depending upon what I'm doing. And it's, uh, I see, I do it more when I'm driving. Uh, and I still do it. And when I'm driving, when I come to a red light, my red light is my check my posture in the car. And it's just something because I'm sitting, but I could do it at my desk too. And I have to say, I don't really do it as much. as I, I could probably do it when I get notifications for, yeah. you know, when anytime I get some kind of a notification, that might be a fun kind of gamifying it for yourself. When I learned meditation, they taught me that. Yeah. For mindfulness, one good trick is every time the phone rings, ask yourself if at the moment the phone rang, were you actually thinking about what you were doing or was your mind somewhere else? It could work the same way for physical fitness. Yeah. Anytime, if there's a, if there's something that happens regularly at your desk, if somebody asks you for, um, I don't know, uh, a, 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 if they ask you for, or maybe anytime you get an email, I don't know how often you get emails, like using the back power user e- inbox probably isn't a good thing because you probably get how many of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe your personal inbox, if you get an email from anybody in particular, somebody you regularly um, uh, correspond with. That might be a good thing. Obviously, you'd have to set kind of your own thing. Or th- there are, of course, like apps and different things that you can use for your for your computer to set an alarm. Um, or even on your phone, uh, right? You could just set a timer or an alarm that goes off once an hour um, well, as well. Can I, like, can I back up for a minute, though? Because I never sure. really thought about um, posture as an element of fitness. Yeah, for to keep that posture. I mean, to keep that posture, when you're sitting down, you still have to be pulling your navel towards your spine so that you're... you're, you're if you just sit and you relax, you know, that's how your posture changes. You kind of droop and your yeah. shoulders come forward. So another part of this process is it'll start with that, that core. That's, that's your core. 
So we're going to start with that. And assume you're sitting with your navel pressed to your spine and your your bum, even while you're sitting, is a, is a little bit pressed, right? I mean, not crazy. You want to relax. Yeah. If you were to put your hands down by your side with your palms facing forward, you feel your shoulders kind of pull back a little bit. Like there's this natural shoulder roll that will happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can feel it right now. So now put your hands up on your desk with your palms still facing forward with the shoulders in that position that you just feel rolled back. Yeah. And that, that's a different feeling, right? Like you normally wouldn't sit with your, no, I wouldn't. your shoulders like that. Now yeah. turn your hands over. Keep your shoulders in the same position. Turn your hands over. To face up, you mean? Uh, no, now your, your palms should be facing down. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, your palms should be facing down. If you could put your hands on the keyboard like that with your shoulders in that position, navel press to your spine. That's actually a really good position to sit in while you're working. It's a it's it's put your shoulders in a very complementary position to your your spine, your neck, and everything, so that you're in a you're in a position that is um, beneficial to just your overall just overall posture. And you gotcha. have to get used to it. And if you think about it, like to hold that position, so is your navel still pressed to your spine? Um. Actually, and your, and your shoulders back there. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to call you out like that. But so, but what I, what I mean is if you think about sitting that way, it takes a little bit of work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the process of doing that, um, and starting with your shoulders, with your hand, like you're, like I said, your, your arms down with your hands down yeah. and then bringing them up and then with your palms up on the desk and then turning them over. So your palms are down if you're working in that position. It takes a little bit of work to do. And the idea is that your the all your supporting ligaments and muscle structure, everything in your body, when you stand up, will do a really good job of. Um, hopefully, it will start to carry over, and you can start to kind of walk in a position that's that way. And doing that, so there's your body's a whole kinetic chain, and so when you start with your core and your shoulders, it will actually the the act of pulling your navel to shine, press and uh, squeezing your bum. It kind of naturally pulls your hips to a position too that is beneficial to your hip and knee joints and ankle joints. We're going to get like really geeky, but. No, this um, is what I want because I, but, I, I think a lot of people are doing it. They're sitting at their desks. Yeah. They want to get better at this stuff, but they're not going to be going to the gym. They got to work. Yeah. This is helpful. And so it, the, what I, the, and actually the things that I'm sharing with you now, um, specifically to the shoulders, when you're putting your arms down and your shoulders kind of rolled back. If you notice, your shoulders were also kind of down. You weren't; they weren't like up by your ears. They were kind of relaxed down. They should have been relaxed down. If they're not, yeah. maybe go back through that exercise with your navel pressed in. Most of the exercises that we do, um, those are things to consider when you're doing exercises. Even if you, you know, if you do get up from your desk, and for example, you're going to do some crunches, or you're going to do some push-ups, or anything like that, wall sits, anything like that. Um, you should keep those same principles as mine. You want to train your body to for that to be kind of a natural position. Um, right. And one of the, the, some of the other things that you can do, so that's one of the things you can do while you're sitting down. What else you can do when you're sitting down is if you look at your body and the way that you're sitting, you've got a lot of like sharp angles in your body. You've got a lot of 90 degree angles in your body. Um those are really like hard, like place, you know, hard, hard places. But uh, it's a it's a unique position uh, to be sitting like that all day long. Your muscles will get tight sitting that way. So that's sometimes when you stand up, you're like, oh man, I just really want to stretch. Your body wants to stretch out. Something that you can do is put something under your foot, whatever your desk is, so that you can put your foot out or your feet 
out so that they're not just dangling or they're not on a rest so that your your where your knee joint is isn't bent at a 90 degree angle even though we sit like that all the time um with your your the bottom part of your leg hanging below your knee that puts a lot of stress on your joints if you had something to put your feet on so that you were just sitting up a little um at an angle so if you put your foot out and you, you there's a sitting and it helps to um reduce that stress on your joints now you had said yeah. that um like one of the reasons you have the water bottle uh just um a smaller water bottle so you get up and you move around more um and, and I don't want to go through each exercise because, I mean, it's hard to do on an audio podcast. But the um, but what are the types of things people can do to get more active when, you know, when they're in the office all day and they do get up to refill their glass of water or whatever? Just to give yeah. me some ideas. Well, definitely start slower. Um, you know, just start in, in the morning, maybe do something easy and maybe you're just marching in place. Marching in place with the idea that I'm going to keep going back to pulling your navel to your spine and squeezing your bum with your shoulders down and back, right, in that position. So always get into that position first. There'll be some instances later where you would change that. But generally, if you're, if you're going to start something, start slow and start with something like that. So maybe you're just marching in place. Yeah. Um, and you can set yourself a timer to maybe do it for 30 seconds and then do something else for 30 seconds. So maybe do for two minutes, just get up for two minutes and do um, uh, marching in place. And then you're just doing like side bends. That's something easy you can do at work. Do 30 seconds of that and then alternate again and do 30 more seconds of um, marches and 30 seconds of side bends. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but in the, keeping that good posture, it's just the act of getting your body moving, your muscles not being able to sit down and get really um, stiff and, and stiff while you're sitting um, can do a lot for just helping you feel a lot better and just getting your blood circulating. Um some of the other things that you can do. And, is, and how do you keep on that? I think that's one thing that's going to be difficult for people, myself included, is I think I'd be great at doing that for a day and maybe a week. But how do you keep doing that every day? You know, finding yourself when you take breaks, doing little exercises that you can actually pull off at the workplace or um, things like that. So I'm still I'm still a big. So while, while I've gone really tech or basic for a lot of things for. um um, what I'm doing in terms of, um, uh, oh, sorry, for, I use my iPhone for a lot of things and I use my Mac and I use it for, for many things. One of the things that I've gotten to doing though, for things that are, are reminders and I'm sitting at my desk, I still write things out on a piece of paper and okay. I put it right in front of me to remind me to do it. Yeah. The other thing that I do is I have an app that I love called, um, what is the name of it? I use different, two different ones. Oh, timers. It's the, the same people that make a uh, dispatch, the email app. Yeah. And you can create timers that work really well. So you can create a timer that, say, goes off every 50 minutes, and then it'll beep at you, or you can pick different sounds. So maybe you set that up for a day, and it's really, you just set up one timer, and then you can say how many times you want it to repeat. So say you set up a timer that's for every 50, for 50 minutes, and then you get a 10-minute rest. So what that would do is at 50 minutes, it would beep at you. And then uh, you'd know, okay, that's my hour. I should get up and get some water and do a couple of these exercises. Yeah. And then when that 10 minutes up, is it beeps again. So you're like, okay, now I can sit back down and go back to doing my work. And then at the same time, you can say repeat eight times. So in an eight-hour day or nine times or however many you want to do that. You have to keep it running, but it runs in the background. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's, a, that's another really great way to do it. The reason I like the phone versus using your computer to do that for me is that if I get up and I go someplace – 
I don't know if I go out to lunch or anything like that. Like there's no reason, even if you get up and you're going out of the office or, you know, either you do these things in your car or uh, if you're going out to lunch that, you know, walking back from lunch, you do, you know, you, you just think about your posture. Just that, I think that alarm going off would just trigger you to remember like, oh yeah, let me at least work on my posture. So if you can't do anything else when you're walking, you're just busy that day, just do that. I know for a while on the show, we kept talking about standing desks and treadmill desks. And it seems like there was a period of time where all of our guests had a standing desk or a treadmill desk. And I know sometimes that's difficult to do now if you don't control your work environment, if you work outside the home, especially if you work in in larger corporations. Do you have any thoughts on those or especially for people who maybe have minimal control over their office environment? Yeah, I'd say at least if if you can move. But the other thing is for my desk at home, I just have a standard desk, but I do have a, and it's really, um, it's an Apple. It's my, what I have is an Apple box. If anybody's in production, it really is just a lot of times if somebody's short or they need to lift something up, they have these wooden boxes that people stand on or, and they look like they're kind of the sh- shape, like a, like an egg crate. Oh, by um, Apple, you mean like actual fruit apple? Yeah, uh, well, they're just, I don't know why they're called Apple boxes. I think they're fashioned after actual, like, Apple boxes, but they're they're more sturdy. They're meant to, to hold yeah, it's a plastic crate, right? Um, no, these, these are the ones we use are wooden, or the ones I have nice. are wooden. Um, I can link to some if somebody wanted to buy an actual Apple box, but anything that's solid, for sure, that you can stand on. Even if, and I know a lot of people, <laughs> I know a lot of people that have, and I suppose I could use this too, is remember those steppers? This is bedating myself probably. Reebok yeah. used to make these things called steppers and they had like um Oh yeah, they, they came with on like them. the leg warmers. Yeah. But um I still see those like I see them at garage sales. That that'd be a great thing to pick up because I mean depending upon the size of your desk, you could use that. Just something to temporarily raise your desk if you did want to stand up. I don't stand up a lot because I stand up and I personally, I stand up a lot. And then when you're doing a, a, a standing desk, you just really have to be careful because uh, you just want to make sure that you get a um, an anti-fatigue mat to stand on. Um, or if you work at a place that is really nice, really super plush padded carpet, that's great. Um, because um, that's really stressful on your joints too, to just be standing in that one position for a long time. And even when you're standing, that same rule applies. Like if you're standing, put something for your foot to rest on. So it's not, you're not just standing straight and locking your knees or having to rest to the side. The act of actually standing with your hip out, you know, sometimes you're like standing or like kind of getting a little bit tired. So you put your hip out, maybe put your hand on your hip, or just put your hip out to just change your posture because it's getting uncomfortable. Um, that's helpful to reducing the pain, but it's actually not, um, recommended for your posture. So to prevent that while you're standing at the standing desk is if, if you, um, have a a tall, like barstool style desk and you, again, you have something for your feet, but if you can't do that, maybe there's something like you were saying, Katie, that you can just put something temporarily, you know, maybe you have a box next to your desk and you put your keyboard on, um, as long as you're raising your, uh, you can raise your monitors, uh, height as well but it would probably get a little bit cumbersome right trying yeah. to raise both your monitor and your keyboard yeah i know one of my co-workers has a, a nice standing desk solution and i need to ask him what the model is because i've tried a couple but his is really nice because it really lowers to absolute flat on his desk when he's not using it 
and I know he has to, he has a couple of pieces that he keeps under his desk that when he's when he's ready to stand a couple of times a week, he he has to you know raise it and then assemble these couple of extra pieces for his his keyboard and mouse. But I like that it lays flat and it doesn't add a whole lot of extra bulk. So I'll, I'll ask him what he uses, and if I if if I find out, I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. But there are lots of different standing desk solutions out there, um, and some that will even modify your existing desk that aren't overly expensive. I would just, you know, my experience with some of them is they can be quite bulky, which are sometimes problematic depending on your environment. Yeah, I am. Um, when I made my big move in my life, I, I got a new desk for the house and I got one with a motor in it and it goes up and down. And um, they're not as expensive as they used to be. Like I was just looking on the wire cutter. They've got one they recommended. They've got one for $400 and one for 700 and, you know, to buy a decent size, decent desk, you're probably going to spend about that much. And the um, and I, the way I use it is is I do use it. I stand multiple times a day, but I don't stay standing for hours at a time. I'll stand up and then after about 10 minutes or so, I'll sit down again. And I do have a a, um, a mat, Liana, for my feet. That's um, good. And when I was dealing with the kidney stone last year, it was actually very helpful to be able to stand because I was very uncomfortable. I did whole podcast standing. Um um, so I think it's, it's something to consider and they're not, like I said, they, they are, you know, I'm not going to say they're cheap because they're not, but, but they are obtainable. You know, you can spend even, even more if you want. And, um, and it is kind of nice You push a button and it goes up and you push another button and it goes down. And I spent a lot of time getting the exact height, you know, which makes sense for my, my, my size. Um, but, and I guess research is showing now that, that you don't need to stand all day. It's just, you need to not sit all day. Right. Yeah. So however you do that, um, I think one of the, I don't know if this will be helpful for folks, and I know you talk about it all the time, David, I have actually recently, um, the, the, the work that some of the work that I'm doing requires a lot of text. So me typing, not text, the act of texting, but text, uh, input, like, uh, just writing. Yeah. And so, um, I'm using, um, dragon anywhere now. Yeah. Um, so it allows me to, in the moments for me, when I do get up from my you know, desk or whatever it is that I'm doing to, um, I can continue working, um, and I can, you know, walk or do whatever I need to do. Now I'm not doing any kind of exercise and dictating into dragon anywhere, but just the stand of the, the act of standing. If, if all you're doing is standing and just need to stretch a little bit. Um, I mean, I find that helpful. So. Yeah, we, um, like we have, we have a, we also have a, um, a treadmill at our house that we all use and uh, dragon anywhere with an iPad on the treadmill it's golden you know i i just have a <laughs> pair of headphones on and i can talk into it and i i dictate letters and text and stuff for books and everything while i'm sitting there walking i've never used it attached to a, a um you know the 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 usual drill is you get the, the standing desk and then the treadmill underneath it and you walk while you type i've never tried that i don't know that that would actually work for me in the way my little home office is set up it wouldn't work either but um but being able to use an ipad on a treadmill is great it's also a great place to watch Linda courses, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, I bet. Hey, let's take a break. And I want to talk some more about um, some of the apps you're using to because I know a lot of body weight exercise. And there's, like when we asked about this on Twitter, many listeners said that they like to do the body weight stuff. And I want to get your opinion on best apps and recommendations for that. Uh, but before we do, I want to talk about a, a new sponsor to the show. And it's our friends over at Making Light. And something I do every day, um, speaking of nerd rituals, is is I light a candle. And uh, I got into this, frankly, because Making Light, the, the guys over there, they're listeners to the show. And they sent me one. And I thought, 
well, let me try it. And I really love it. You know how people make their coffee or they have their clicky keyboards. Um, the idea behind making lights, they're very well-made candles. And you sit down and you light a candle before you start working on a book or your you know, dissertation or whatever it is that's important to you. And adding that element of ritual to it, you know, I don't know how our brains work, but it really works. And making light is about helping people focus on their best work, you know, adding a daily ritual that helps you do the things that matter. Um, it's of it's of incredible value and you can do that with a timer, but this is physical and a tool that embraces more of your senses. And it's kind of a constant reminder. I love having the candle lit as I sit and work on books. It's just kind of a thing I do. And, um, and I'd recommend you try it with making light. They have a subscription service where you, you subscribe and they send you a little package in the mail. They have 92% retention rate with the people that try it because, uh, it, this stuff really works. They're high quality candles and wicks. Uh, I, since I started using the making light occasion, I'll go and buy a candle from somewhere else and it, they're never as good. The wicks are terrible and, uh, the scents aren't as good. I mean, making light really gets it right. And, and many of us at this time of year are thinking about launching something new, and this is a perfect time to, to try that. Uh, they're also a great gift for a friend embarking on something new, by the way. Uh, in addition to the monthly membership, they've got discounted blocks for two, three, four, six, or 12 months, so you can get them as often as you need. I'm on the monthly plan. I am a subscriber. Uh, you know, it helps you focus on what matters. It creates a ritual, and it, it's just a great it's a great method and gift. So what's in the box when every month you get from making light, you get two candles and then you get a sampler for the next month scent. Um, they give you a box of matches and, um, and starting in January, they, they're giving something extra to new members. I don't even know what that is yet. Cause I'm not a new member. I'll have to find out. Um, they've got a really great video over at making light.us. So that's a making light L I G H T dot us. Watch the video kind of gives you an idea of where they're coming from. And there's a coupon code. If you use the coupon code MPU, you get $5 off any subscription. Um, like I said, I'm a user of this. I think it's a great idea. If you haven't tried it before, you should. Um, just sit down, light a candle, get some work done. And these guys really help you do it with really high quality, affordable candles. So thanks Making Light for sponsoring Mac Power users and uh, and bringing this really to our attention. It's It's really quite special. You got one too, didn't you, Katie? I did. I can tell you what the super secret thing for January is, though. If oh, you're okay. Yeah, well, I am. What is it? They're adding a little notebook in with the oh, um, nice. with the subscriptions for January, which is nice. So you can, if you're going to light your candle and use the time for like meditation or for thought, you can write some notes or use it to keep a little journal or keep a little tally. So it's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan and the whole team over there are just really nice people. They're they're Mac Power users themselves, and um. And I'm just really glad that um, we could have them on the show. So once again, makinglight.us, $5 off with the subscription code MPU. And and go there and watch the video if you're at all interested in this. And I'm sure you're going to like it. Okay. So um, so one of the things, uh, when we asked about this on Twitter with the, with the listeners, we said, what are some of the geek fitness um, tips that you have? And many of them were talking about body weight exercises. Um. Do you think that's a good answer or a good choice? Yeah, I like it because anybody can start doing it. You don't have to worry. You're not, stu- you know, as geeks, a lot of times we can get caught up on, you know, the best timer or the best, you know, watch all these things. Right. So uh, body weight is perfect. Everybody can do it wherever they are. All right. you and need in my is case, I have space. a lot of equipment for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, those are those are that's a great way to start. Right. Because you can do anything as simple as a squat. Um, there are some great apps for it. For sure. 
What are um, some that you would recommend? One of my favorites um, is uh, the Nike Plus Training Club workout. And I like it because it's free. Um, well, I shouldn't say that's why I like it. I do like that it's free. But there are all kinds of workouts based on if you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Um, it offers body weight exercises. And there are the things that I really like about it are their programs that last maybe you can say like you can choose different ones. You can choose like a 12 minute workout or a 30 minute workout, depending on how much time you have. And then you can, based on whatever equipment that you have, if you just want body weight. So there are moments when, you know, I have my workouts pretty set. Like I know what I want to do, but there are some mornings where I just get up and I don't feel like doing the workout that I had planned on doing for whatever reason. Um, I, I do this quite a bit cause I can just go in the backyard. I can, you know, I can do it in my house too, but I like to go in the backyard and um, I'll, I'll pick um, some of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, Nike workouts. And um, in the app, it allows you to choose a playlist from Apple Music if you use Apple Music um, so that you can play it with it. And so your music, your playlist will play. And then the prompts, it, it, there's a timer included. Say I pick a 12 minute workout. There's a timer included. And so at every point where the exercise changes, one, there's a video that's there or a picture also that I can see. So if I don't know how to do the exercise or I can just go through the um, workout beforehand and see what they are and just practice them if I wanted to do that and just go through the workout. If you don't, you can still kind of follow along with it. And there are voice prompts um, that'll tell you, you know, you're winding down, you know, five seconds left in this exercise. Okay, now rest or go to this next exercise. And it moves to the next exercise with a picture and a video if you need to look at it. Um, and I just really like the way that they've done it. And same thing, Nike Plus has a community with it. So that's kind of fun. Um, now, um, if somebody's getting started in this, what should they, like, is Nike Plus, is it rudimentary enough for someone who's just getting started to use that? It is. It's really easy. You just, you sign up with, um, uh, you create an account. Um, and then it's as easy as picking what you want to do. Um, you know, do you want to gain weight? Do you want to um, tone? Do you want to lose fat? Uh, and then you pick, your, again, your your um, beginner, me- intermediate, or advanced. And um, yeah. they're really good workouts. And how long should, like, if you're getting started, how how often and how long should you be doing that? So there's a couple of things there. Like, if you're starting out at your desk, what I would say is if you can get up and do some, you find some exercises you can do, um, even if it's just stretching during the work day. Um, I don't know how realistic it is to say, you know, if you could get up and just do that for five minutes every hour while you're at your work day, at least maybe do it three times. And if you can swing like 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes, like three times a day, that's 30 minutes by the end of the day. Um, I would say minimum of 10 to 12 minutes if you can uh afford to do that at some point during your day. What you want to do ultimately is to get your heart rate up. There's a lot of benefits to getting your heart rate up and it leads into cardio, which is, you know, beneficial heart health beneficial, um, leading to a lot of other things. So I would say minimally, minimally 30 times a day would be great but to start out. If it's something that's going to keep you motivated and just help you get into it slowly, start off with like three chunks of 10 minutes a day. And then you know, really you have to gauge for yourself. I said, maybe do that for like a week. And then for the next week, maybe up that to two times a day for 15 minutes at a time. Um, and then maybe, you know, you'll get to a point where you're starting to feel a lot better a couple more weeks down the line. And you say, you know, I'm going to make some time to do this. I'm starting to feel really good. I'm you think taking- you'll start seeing benefits that quickly. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think you'll start to feel better if you're doing it every day. I think you'll start to feel a little bit different. Like even just the act of getting up and stretching will make you feel a lot different. You're not necessarily going to be sleeping better like immediately. It's not going to, there's a lot tied to the way you eat. Um, but I think there's something really motivating about starting to, um, and, and you just feel better during the day. A lot of times there are moments maybe when I don't move and say like two o'clock in the afternoon, I'm kind of feeling a little bit listless and I have to get up and move again. And I just remember, oh, yeah, you know what? This is kind of why I move every hour, because now I feel awake again without having to drink a coffee, for example, or a or a soda. Now, um, now Katie, you got the um, was it the green band, the green ring, you know, the heart rate. Yeah, the workout ring. Yeah. on your watch. Right. Now, now, do you do you um, you call it the workout? Ring? I always call it the heart rate ring. But I, cause now do you uh, do you pay attention to that? I do. And I try to fill it. And I've got a couple of apps that that I use. I'm I'm curious to try. I was not aware of the Nike one. So I'm I'm glad that Liana brought that one up. I um I have a I have a gym membership, but unfortunately since things have gotten really hectic, I haven't had the opportunity to go as often as I would like. And and I do like going to some of the classes. Like I used to spin at least two, maybe three times a week, but that's something that unfortunately is is you know, the classes for the last semester have gotten hectic that I've let go. So one of the things that I did as I noticed life was getting busier in the last year um, is I got an elliptical machine and, you know, kind of like you got a treadmill and I put the elliptical machine in my bedroom and it's pretty easy. Well, you have to get up and get out of bed and sometimes it's cold in the morning and it's hard to do that. But if the elliptical machine is right there in your bedroom, it's pretty easy easy to get up and get 30 minutes on the elliptical machine first thing in the morning before you get up and go to work because it's right there. You know, you don't have to drive somewhere. You don't have to get dressed. You don't have to put, I guess you do have to put shoes on, but that's about it. You really just have to put shoes on and throw on some quick workout clothes and then you're done. You've got your 30 minutes on the elliptical done for the day. And then you can go get a shower and then you can go get ready for the day. And it really, it costs you very little extra time in the morning, I found, just to go ahead and, and get it done that day. Um, of course, that's a that's a big investment, especially to get a nice one. I mean, those things are for sale all the time, used on Craigslist and things like that. If you can get a good one, have a way to move it. So definitely, you know, check for deals like that if that's something that you want to do. Um, the other uh, app that I have used is... Um, I've used one called, um, gosh, now I'm going to, Fitstar, I think is what it's called. Oh, I actually, I really like Fitstar. Yeah, Fitstar. And I keep hoping they'll come up with an Apple TV version, but um, what you can do with Fitstar is it's it's got kind of a trainer who will walk you through certain exercises, and they range anywhere from like seven minutes to, to 30 minutes, and you can decide whether you want to focus on arms or back or legs or any particular area, and then you can airplay it to an Apple TV if you want. So it's basically, you know, it's kind of like the old workout videos or workout DVDs that you can do on an iPad or an iPhone or AirPlay to an Apple TV. But it is a good workout. And again, most of them are body weight workouts and it will take you through kind of rapid succession, you know, quick workouts. You'll do, you know, crunches for 60 seconds or you'll do jumping jacks for 30 seconds or, you know, something like that. Or you'll do um, a plank for a minute or, you know, and it will go through a bunch of different exercises. And, you know, it, it can be tough depending on which session you take, but within 15 minutes, you're done. So especially if you combine that with, you know, like an elliptical machine or a walk or a run outside or something like that, you know, you can get 45 minutes to an hour worth of exercise done, you know, without leaving your neighborhood. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying too, Katie, 
the great thing about that is combining it with other things, because it's not just about one thing, right? And finding something that you really like, if you like to spin. And I'm like you, Katie, I actually really like classes. I don't have anything like regular that I do so much so that, you know, it prevents me from just getting out and just doing something else that I see that might be fun that I want to do, um, including classes. Or um, there's another app that I really like that's called um, Fitness Class. But it's only available on the iPad. Um, and they do that because they're video classes. Um, it's a subscription service, and I can't remember. I can look it up to see how much it costs. But the cost of that, and even Fitness Star, there's free component to it. Or you could subscribe to it. And I think it's $8 a month for Fitness Star or $40 a year. I mean, that's that's cheaper than, you know, half of a session with a personal trainer. Um, and uh, it's definitely worth the investment if it's something that you'll... Um, if, if you think you want to invest in that, the great thing about it being free is that you can try it first and see if it's for you. And most of them do have, offer a free component so that you can really, I would recommend getting the free, using the free component, maybe try it for two weeks and just see if you're really going to stick with it and then make the investment. I think it's totally worth it. Um, yeah. fitness class is a good one. It's the same people that do daily burns. Sorry, Katie. It's another daily burns, another like fit star subscription service with a free component that you can also try. Right. I was just going to say a lot of these will give you like two or three classes for free or two or three a week even for free. And then if you want to add more, then you pay for it. And for some people, even the the free one might be enough because they might be combining it with other things. So it depends. I know some people don't like classes. I mean, I don't really like like the aerobics classes, but the, the spin classes have always worked for me. And, you know, at my gym, they're just included in your membership. So I've always seen it as a way it's like, you know, you're kind of like getting the use of a personal trainer for an hour included in the price of your gym membership. Yeah. Something else you can t- consider, too, if you have a big box store near you like a... um or like a warehouse store, not big box, like a Sam's Club or a Costco. I know that the, often they'll have memberships for local gyms for, say, example, like three years for a really outrageous price compared to having to pay their monthly fee. Um, like I know locally here in Southern California, the Costco near me, the warehouse has a 24-hour fitness membership for, I want to say it's something like, it, last I checked, it was three forty nine. It's been a while, but maybe $349 for, I think that was a two-year membership. And considering their monthly, I think, is like $30, it works mm. out to a really good price. Yeah. Um, so if you did want to join a gym, because there's something about getting out of your house too, right? Just a change of environment. So you're not, you know, you're not home all day. Being able to do that would be kind of fun. But I would just you say, know, keep in mind that gyms make their money from the people who sign up, but never go. So right. it, it may, even though it costs more to go for a month, I mean, most gyms now will give you like a month free to, to try to entice you to, to come on or at least some, some free trial. You know, I, I would encourage people pay for a couple of months, month by month, even if it's, you know, more expensive, even if you're paying more than the normal monthly rate that you could if you'd sign a contract to make sure that it's something that's going to stick before you sign that long-term deal. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Apple Watch and, and how that can be a fitness tool. I know all three of us have them. Uh, before we do that, though, you want to take a minute and talk about a sponsor? Yeah, let's take a break. And I want to talk about the Omni Group and specifically Omni Outliner. Um, if you'd like to outline and perhaps, you know, outlining your fitness goals or outlining a workout routine uh, is is a great way to start. You know, Omni Outliner is the premier tool for Mac and iOS. It allows you to store and collect 
all kinds of information about just about anything, whether it's, you know, outlining your goals for 2016 or outlining notes for a class. You can use their built-in themes to get started or just create an outline for scratch. Uh, it is feature-rich and flexible, and you can use it for any number of tasks. It will allow you to quickly add structure to your information and beef up your outlines. And you can expand and con Tracked the outlines as you need them. So you can go in and add more detail. Um, or if you don't want to see a certain section, you can collapse it up so that all you see is just the header of that section and, and add more detail to a different section. Um, you can add additional information to your outline by pulling in attachments, pulling in recordings, adding additional PDFs and more. Uh, the possibilities are endless. You can even record audio while you're taking notes with Omni Outliner for things that you want to reference to the future. Uh, you can share out your outlines by exporting them to a variety of formats. Uh, and all of this information is going to sync across your Mac or your iPad using OmniPresence, which is Omni's free, reliable, and open source tool for syncing files back and forth. Uh, your files always interact and they'll be available and waiting for you with background app refresh. Uh, the pro version brings additional features like additional export formats, Apple script support, and advanced style control. Um, and if you're not sure if this is for you, you can try it before you buy it. Uh, you can get a two-week free trial by heading over to omnigroup.com. And Omni always has a 30-day money-back guarantee on all their apps. So head on over to omnigroup.com and give Omni Outliner or any of the other great apps made by Omni a try. And thanks to the Omni Group for their support of Mac Power users. The uh, you know the, the something that's happened in the last year in my life is the Apple Watch has arrived and and Apple clearly was pointing this device at fitness and uh, while I've ne never been a gym rat I am a nerd so I wanted to kind of test the fitness um, tools out and so I so I've been using it and we talked earlier about how it works with the um with a heart rate ring, the green ring. And that's one thing that I, I didn't realize. I thought I would really had it figured out because I had my Fitbit in my pocket for years and I was always hitting 10,000 steps a day and thinking I was doing great. Uh, but when I started wearing the Apple watch, I realized that that green ring was almost never filling, you know? <laughs> and, and what would, would happen is I just walk everywhere. You know, I, I walk a lot of places, but I wasn't particularly pushing myself and one of the things I did very early in the process was I started uh, finding hills. And so now every day when I walk, I, I find like there's a two mile route near my house. I walk almost every day and it's got uh, it's almost, you know, it's a big hill. So at least half of that walk is is up a hill and I get huffing and puffing and the green ring thankfully fills up. Up um, hills both ways in the snow. Yeah, it feels like it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh, you know the, the the downhill part is fun too. But I I do like seeing that I'm getting my heart going again. And it's funny, I just I guess I was just stupid. I never realized that 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 was something I should even be thinking about until I got the watch. Um, Liana, how do you see the Apple Watch as a as a tool for someone trying to get into this stuff? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just a built in application for the Apple Watch. I really like the workout. Uh, Apple Watch app and then the um, the uh, the rings. Well, going back to what we were talking about before, I don't even know why I said it, didn't say it, but there's a the option, right? If you have an Apple Watch, you probably know about this. They've got the stand notifications that you're standing at least once every 12 hours. I think it's 12 hour a day. Yeah. Right. And so you get notifications that you should stand. I mean, right there, if you've got an Apple Watch, that's that's a great thing. And the rings are fun because I have a friend who doesn't work out He's not a guy who will work out, but he can't stand if the ring's not complete. 
So he'll walk and he'll do whatever he needs to do to get that ring complete. Um, and so a lot of times he's, oh, I got to go for my walk. I still need, you know, uh, three more minutes on my, for, to complete my ring. Yeah. And I think it's a great motivator. I think it's, you make a great point. Um, talking about some of the apps that we talked about for, before, um, I know the FitStar app, for example, um, has a, a, a watch component that if you're doing the FitStar um, workouts, there's a timer. Um, and it'll also show you some of the exercise stuff on your watch. So if you are like, if you're doing it from, if you're like Katie was saying, if you're airplaying the, the app and the things to the TV and for yeah. whatever reason you're, I don't know, you're doing, you're in a position where you're stretching or doing something else. If you're just kind of curious, you can look at your watch and see like how many seconds are left in that exercise and it'll prompt you for the next thing. Which app so, is that now? Uh, the FitStar. Oh, really? Nice. Has a, yeah, it has an Apple, um, uh, sorry, a watch app. See, now, I, um, see, I would try it because of that. That's how weird I am. Yeah. No, that's how I am. The apps that I'm using. So this last weekend, as we talked about before, I did a 10K and I did a half marathon. Both days I used an, another app that I really love that I've used since. When was the last Macworld? <laughs> Too long uh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a developer that I met at Macworld that made an app called RunMeter. And I still use that app today. And the reason that I like, and he's really developed it. And the great thing is he's really responsive to people saying, here's, you know, if it makes sense uh, to, put, to putting things into development. So when I first m- met him, the app uh, RunMeter was such that and uh, it would do what a lot of other apps did. You could track your, um, your route. Um, at the end, you can see where you went, see how long it took you, some basic things. But now he's got programs in it. Like you were saying, David, if you wanted to run a 5K or 10K, it's in the app and you can add it to your calendar. So every day it'll tell you what your exercise should be for that day or how much you should run or walk or whatever it is for that day and track it right in the app. And then so the way that I used it over the last weekend is um, I just tracked my run so that I could see at the end of it, I could see the path. I could see how long it took me to run each mile. Um, and next year, if the course is the same, I can compare it. So I can actually pull up that same race and race start and do race my, and race myself. Yeah. But the great thing is you can actually do that anyway. Like if you're regularly walking or running, even if you're walking, you can see how much stronger that you're getting. Like the route you say that you're doing, David, around your neighborhood. Yeah. If you tracked it, every time you did it, you could track to see if you're getting faster. And you you know, you know can gauge that way that, oh, you know, I must be getting my cardio is getting better. Um, and you can kind of compete against yourself or other people. So there's a lot of things that I like about it. So on the watch, um, it shows you your readout. It's very customizable. Like there's a lot that you can see on your watch. And I probably look at too much data. But I can see my pace. I can see my overall time that I've spent, how many miles I've covered. Um, if I wanted to see the elevation gain, there wasn't any this last weekend. But I could do that. The other great thing, there were moments when I had to stop um, to do very important things like dance with R2-D2 and um, (laughs) some other things like that. I needed to hug Chewbacca, that kind of thing. So I didn't want that to count against my time, right? So from the watch, I could just say, I could just hit stop and it wouldn't stop entirely. Uh, There's another button on there that says done if I was actually done with the run. But stop will like hold it for me while I'm messing around dancing with R2-D2 doing whatever I'm doing. And then I started it again, and it just continues on the on the on the um, on the route. Um, so I really like using that app in conjunction with what I talked about earlier, that timers app. So what I used to use the timers app for is I like to do a run walk ratio of three to two. So I'll run for three minutes and then walk briskly for two. And so running both of those apps on my and the one that I would really pay attention to while I was running was the um, 
the timers app because I really wanted to know what my run walk ratio was. Yeah. But it was easy enough that when I was walking, if I looked at my watch, I'd just swipe over and look at my run meter settings if I needed to see them. But those are two that have components of it that I that really were important to me. And the awesome thing was when I was done, I think I had like 50,000 steps when I looked at my activity ring. Yeah. <laughs> it was like something like 50,000 steps. Yeah. I was like, woo! So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to mess up your stats for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, everything is going to be off. The rings uh-huh. lapped themselves like six times that day. <laughs> yeah, they did. But yeah, and really that's run meter one components. word. Yeah, run meter all one word. Run meter GPS pedometer. Yeah, and okay. the developer has other apps as well, and they all work the same. So what he's done is like there's a walk meter. There's some, so if you see those, the reason I'm saying this, if you're seeing those, you can just buy one app, and they all do the same thing. I think it was more for marketing that you know if you walk, you'll use walk meter, yeah. um, but it really does the same thing. Here's another one I trained with. Am I can I can I name yeah, a couple please. other more apps? Yeah. So um, the Zombies Run apps. Have you guys seen these? I, I've heard of these. Yeah, tell tell oh, the listeners man, about them. Man, they're so much fun. So there's Zombies Run, and then. There's also zombies. There's a 5K, zombies 5K. So the 5K one, you can download um, uh, uh, a training app to run a 5K. In the app, in both of the apps, when you turn them on, you hear the story, and it's it's really well written. Like it's it's just a you know zombie apocalypse has happened, and now you are what's called a I think it's runner five. I'm trying to remember is and it opens with you hearing this helicopter and somebody sounds like they're talking to you from a helicopter, like on a communications device saying, Oh wow, we've located you. It's so great that, you know, just so you know that there's a, um, there's a medical, you know, a medical facility this far away. And if you could help us out, it would be really great if you could run and get those supplies and take them back to the base for us. Yeah. And now you're involved in this story yeah. where you have to do this thing. And all in the way you pick up like packets and different things. That, so the way that they, take that is whatever you've picked up along the way you can actually go on the website so uh afterwards and you can build a base kind of like farmville if everybody played farmville you can build up like a base of stuff um but it's really interesting and there's seasons the stories go through seasons so it's almost like you're in the walking dead but you're running yeah um really like those apps yeah so do you use that when you train Sometimes if I'm just bored, like if I know I'm going to run, like I don't use those all the time, but I use them. I probably use them at least maybe once a week because they're just, for me, they're fun. I think at the end of the day, your fitness, whatever you're doing should be fun. Like if you're dreading it, it's not something that you're going to want to do regularly. Yeah, And I think that's the thing to spice it up when you talk about, you know, how is it that you can keep doing these things? Well, there's there's two things I want to follow up with you on there. Uh, Number one is the idea of um, running and walking. And that's something I know that you're, you've you've talked to me about and are passionate about that you know if someone's getting started in this they don't need to go out and start running for 20 minutes they could go out and and interspace it with walking uh, could you explain that just a little bit because i think that's something that a lot of people would like to hear about yeah because yeah. starting to run is is a daunting idea i mean i've thought about it before but it just terrifies me yeah and you know i'll be honest and say that for a lot of people i actually don't recommend running at all there's a, there, there've been studies that if you can just do a brisk walk, like just a very, very brisk walk and you can maintain of a pace of say 13, 14 minutes, even 15 minutes for a mile, you're walking pretty briskly. And if you can do that over the course of say like three miles, you know, work yourself up to doing that, that's a 5k. Um, and there were plenty of people doing the half marathon that walked the marathon, but they were just walking that fast. Now it took them you know several hours, but the idea that they were doing that, it's, it's more sustainable, what I was saying to David is that 
to be able to walk and walk briskly, starting again, starting off slow, just just walking, increasing the amount that you walk, which is another reason an app like RunMeter or anything like it that can track your um, your distance and your pace and your route, you can compare it. Um, just getting to a place where you're walking fast enough that you're beating yourself each time, even if it's by a second or two, you're still beating yourself each time and you're working your way up. And it's sustainable over a longer period of time than any kind of running. I mean, unless you're just a crazy person and you just like to run, even if you run all the time, it can be pain. It can still be painful, right? And then all that, all that um, stress on your joints with uh, pounding the pavement. Um, not that walking doesn't do that, but it's definitely uh, the key. There again is just something sustainable that you can do. You just put your shoes on, you go outside, and everybody can walk. Yeah, and the um, and one of the things with the Apple Watch, with the fitness uh, tracking on the Apple Watch, is the built-in. I know this because we do these walks all the time. Is like if you just do the outdoor walk, um, one of the things I like to do is I'll just do it as an open walk, you know, where you don't set a target goal or time or distance and just say, I'm going to do a walk. And usually I do two or three miles and it will give you on your watch an immediate readout of how many miles per minute you're walking. And that's something I do pay close attention to. I mean, I want to get it down to like the 14 and 13, not the 16 and 17. So it allows me to kind of keep my pace up and, and help with that green ring. So that that's that's an easy way to do if you've got an Apple Watch. Um, I know, I guess, what are some other ways you would track your, um, I guess run meter would be a way to do it or walk meter would be a way to do it even if you didn't have an Apple Watch because as long as it's in your pocket, right? Yeah, as long as it's in your pocket and it runs in the background and it's a great, um, the other app that does that and it's um, free because run meter does cost, I think it's four ninety nine. last I checked, but uh, my, uh, Matt, my fitness or map my walk, the same thing, right? They've done a thing where I think they're just done it for, the, for marketing reasons. You have map my hike, map my fitness, but the yeah. map my series, map my fitness is another one. And there are free components to that one. And that actually, to me, I think has a larger community because they've been around for so long. Um, so those, that's another option that does the same thing where you can, it, it's not as feature rich, but it does, if you just want to track your own, the great thing about the map my um uh, application is that there's a also a web component that there are uh, if you look up where you are you can find different trails people have done whether they're hiking or running or walking or whatever it is they've done um, so you if you just wanted to find different routes in your area you could follow those routes too um, and then you can share yours so that's a, that's a fun thing to do yeah i use runkeeper which i think is free for basic use but then they've got some in-app purchases for paid programs and I used that a lot before I got the Apple Watch because I would always take my phone with me when I went on a walk, but sometimes I would forget to actually start to log the run. And it had a fun feature called like um, a pocket walk or something like that, where if you turned it on, it would it would map when you were walking in your pocket and say, hmm, I think Katie is out on a walk. And it would kind of silently log that in the background. And then if you forgot to log it, it would say, I think you went on a walk this way. Here's the route I got for you. Do you want to log this? Which was kind of a nice feature. Yeah, that's really great. Did you notice any kind of battery? Did it deplete your battery too much at all? No, I not any more than anything else. Oh, that's good. I have to yeah. look into that. I think I've looked at RunMeter. RunKeeper. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, RunKeeper. I'm sorry. Yeah. With that motion co-processor now and the iPhone and the, and the Apple Watch, you know, it really has solved that problem in a big way. Because I, I do hiking as well. Where I live, we've got a lot of nice trails. And, and I remember when I used to log my hiking trails it would always you know just destroy my battery because the gps is running and everything's happening 
Whereas as soon as I forget which iPhone was it that got the motion co processor, I think it was the 5S, but I may be wrong about that. But as soon as they added that, it's like a, a chip in the background that uses low power, but still can track your location for you. It's pretty nice. Well, Liana, I know that we're running out of time with you today, but I think one of the most important areas that we have to talk about is nutrition. And, and you gave us this, declaim, this, this bleh, the disclaimer at the top of the show that, that you were not a nutritionist, but I, I think you do have a lot to offer in this area. So why don't we take a quick break and talk about our last sponsor? And then when we come back, kind of spend the rest of our time together talking a little bit about nutrition and kind of what to eat and when to eat and your ideas for that, because um, I think that's probably a very important part of this overall nutrition and, and fitness as well. The other thing awesome. I tease is we've got some apps that the listeners have pointed out. I want to add to the list as well. We've got a lot of fitness listeners, uh, but before we do that, I want to talk about our last sponsor and that's our friends over at one password. And let me tell you something The folks at one password have been busy. I, I guess they, uh, they must've been working on Christmas or something because we got to January and they release some major updates for one password, both for iOS and the Mac. Now version 6.2 is out for iOS and they've added Watchtower to iOS. You know that service that looks at all your um, your accounts that you're using with one password and says, hey, uh, you, you know, you're using this company. Did you know that they had a security breach recently? You may want to go in and change your password. Uh, that's on iOS now. I didn't even, you know, to me, that was just like a Mac thing. I didn't think it would even be possible to an iOS. And of course, they've done it. Uh, the other thing they've done, if you're an iPhone 6 user, 6S or 6S Plus user, is they've added 3D Touch to 1Password. And I, I was so ready for this, Katie. Oh, but I guess you don't have, do you have the, I always nope. forget. You you are, you buy the new one. So you haven't got the 6S yet. Mm -mm. Um, well, okay. So let me, let me just make you jealous. Uh, Peek and Pop is now in 1Password. So if you just you know, press slightly, you can get a preview of the details of your logins. If you press hard, it opens up the login. And even better is the quick action menu. It's great. You just hard press on the screen of 1Password. You can search it. You can go to your favorites. They've got a bunch of options you can do right from the screen without having to load the application. I love it so much. It's just, it's almost the preferred method for me to use 1Password now. So I'm really happy to see those updates for iOS. It's version 6.2. It's free. Um, so just go download the update. They also have 1Password 6 out for the Mac, and that's a whole new version of the application. Um, they've gone they've gone in full boat with these vaults. You know, they have these vaults where you can set up specific vaults for family groups or work groups or social accounts, and, and then you can share or, you know, limit access to those vaults. It's all there now in version 6, and the all vault you know, allows you to see all of them at once so you can manage them very easily. They, they have um, a much better uh, uh, strong password generator that now allows you to make wordless passwords. You know, so if you want a password that has words, you know, you can do that. It'll auto generate that for you. iCloud syncs works uh, work regardless of whether you bought it from Apple. You know, it used to be you had to buy the application from the App Store to get iCloud sync. No longer. You can buy it from 1Password directly and it will still work with iCloud. Uh, you can access all your team vaults and it's a free upgrade so long as you are on version four or five. So uh, just a lot of great work out of the folks over at 1Password. So happy to have them on as a sponsor. Um, we've got a link in the show notes that should get you a discount. And um, thank you so much again for 1Password. Uh, check out those updates. Like I said, 6.2 for iOS and version six on the Mac. Keep up the great work. And um, thanks again.
So let's talk about um, about nutrition. Yeah. Liana, I have always found that when I'm trying to focus on, you know, getting more fit or losing fat or any of that, that nutrition has always been the hang up for me. You know, I can I can focus on fitness. I can go to the gym and I can do that. And I find that that's about yeah, I know everybody's different, about 25 percent of the equation. But for me, I find really the other 75 percent is is really focusing on my nutrition. And it seems like no matter what you do, everybody's trying to sell you a diet plan and this is what you should eat and this is what you shouldn't eat and all of the information is is conflicting. How are you supposed to know what to do? I mean, I think starting with, um, that's a really good question, so much information out there. Uh, I think, so uh, there's, there's some aspect of me that says, you know, if, going back to what we were talking about earlier and journaling your... Um, which what is it you're eating is really good because you can see what you what it is what it what it is you're eating and I think a lot of times we can tell like okay you know what it does look like I'm taking in too much sugar it's something very simple that to start with like you can look at that like uh, even if it's not somebody takes in a lot of sugar maybe you just look at your sugar intake and what it is that you're drinking if you're going to place those two things I'll say immediately that those will be real game changers um, the other thing to really look at is how often you're eating and the quality of the food that you're eating. So when you say, how is it that we know what those things are? There are a couple apps that I really like. And we talked about one of them was my fitness pal. The reason I like it is because it's very, it's very simply, you've got people, hopefully that you trust on there are people that you listen to regularly or, you know, that you, you think you can trust. They're also logging whatever it is that they're eating. So you can kind of get an idea from what other people are doing that maybe you can try that thing too. Um, you know, maybe you see them eating a lot of chicken or fish or you see them eating something. There's something that I really like um, that's a um, nutrition supplement that I use because sometimes I just don't feel like eating anything. I know that I need to consume something. So I make a meal replacement shake so that I get the calories and they're clean, healthy calories. So I put that on my log. And one person actually already told me, and this is somebody that I know because one of the reasons I started logging was because she wanted to know what I was eating. So she also tried it and she said it helps her. Same thing. She knows she has to eat, but she can't. So using an app where there's a community involved that you'll, you'll be involved in is one way to really get a base idea of Maybe I'll try what that person is doing for breakfast or for lunch, for dinner. And if you start off slow, like we've talked about before, do something that's really easy. I think um, if you can make meals or find things that you really like to eat that you know, like starting off with, we know chicken, fish um, that are baked, uh, for example, are, are grilled are going to be better for you than if they're fried. So the, the when you fry it, it just takes out all of the nutrition. So if you bake or grill it, um, baking even better. Um, if you can start with something like that, where you're doing that regularly, say um, every you know Tuesday and Thursday for lunch, two things: one, you don't have to think about it, and um, uh, two, it's something that you can repeat easily. Like you can bake all of your chicken on Sunday for Tuesday and Thursday. But getting the ideas from other people around you would probably be a really good place to start. Yeah, that hey, was the problem where you know. You, need, you should be eating, but you're not hungry. I wish I had that problem a little more <laughs> often. I had just the opposite problem. Uh, I think that's one of the problems I had with now that I work from home so often is it's very easy to go down and find some crackers or potato chips. And uh, so. Oh, so here's what you do. Here's a good reason for that. So, okay, hopefully that was that was a, a, an answer that was sufficient. Um, but I think, again, that's, that's a really good place to start. So what I've done, even at my desk at home, because I'm spending more time at my desk now. 
please don't hate me people i have this bento box that's an r2d2 bento box if you know explain a bento, what a bento, bento box is because I've, so, I've heard that term but i'm not real familiar with it so bento box come from it's a it's it's bento boxes are traditionally the J- japanese use them to put their their food in and so it's almost like a um i mean here you could get like a tupperware box that has compartments in it because the bento box has compartments and so you can put your different things that you want to have maybe it's um uh, pieces of fruit or it's um, a salad um, with a piece of chicken in another section. So effectively, that's what it is. It's like a, it's a sectioned off uh, box, but they're small. And uh, so in the bento boxes, like uh, kids would bring like their rolls or their, their rice, uh, um, uh, like sushi in them to school, not sushi because there's fish, but, um, and so that's where it came from. But um, there's also another brand that I really like, and I'll have to look the name of it up. Um, but anyways, I have the R- I bought the R2-D2 one specifically for my desk because it's a weird shape, so it's hard to carry around. So you pull his arms apart, and then you lift them up, and then inside there's three sections. So there's one section for like a sandwich or something flat. It's about that size, though, like that in terms of the, the flatness or the thickness. And then there's two other sections. So you could also... Um, put like some fruit in one and maybe um, some other snack. So like maybe if you like to snack on like goldfish, actually that's one of my, I love snacking on goldfish. I'll put goldfish in one. But the reason I keep it at my desk is because if I am sitting there through the course of the day, like those are my snacks and having them at my desk, desk makes it so that I don't have to get up. But I also like if I get hungry, I don't have to go fishing for, oh, you know, what? let me go see what the nearest thing is and then run into a vending machine and see that Snickers bar that man, that looks really good right now. Yeah. Oh, and so you know you've kind of got them prepackaged and pre-portioned. This is what you get. Yeah. You put nuts in there, for example, because that's also really good. So if you, um, the thing with nuts is they're really fatty, but it's good fat. But the key there is like taking just a handful of nuts, and that should be like your nuts consumption for the day because they're just they really are they have a lot of good fat, but just it's still fat. And not not all nuts are created equal, right? Right. Yeah. So don't go peanuts. Go like uh, almonds are really good. Walnuts. Um, those are two really good. Uh, uh, things to eat the like if you go for the regular like planters just the peanuts those don't really have any nutritional value that are worth um you know eating a lot of um but the bento box yeah so the r2d2 bento box is on amazon for 20 bucks yeah it's with, really kind of prime cool. it could be in my house in two days so here's the other cool thing like right. inside of that one specifically is that it has um like a sandwich press well, not a sandwich press but it has this cut out so you can make your it just cuts the um the edges off your your bread yeah and uh so you <laughs> press it and then on the other side is a death star so you could um you can um uh what is the word that i'm looking for embossed you can emboss your bread <laughs> with the death star i'm pretty sure my daughter would take this right yeah, so yeah I, you should get that it. for her but th- there are different ones and there's actually um if you look at if you google bento bo- bento box and we could actually uh click to a link to a post that has some bento boxes in it. The fun thing is that um, some people have come up with some really cool um, things to put in their bento box that is really like a healthy option. And it's got, uh, it might have um, like a vegetables, like carrots or anything like that. But what they've done is they've taken them and there's like a, somebody made like a Zelda bento box. So if you want to really geek out about it, there's, you know, people have made um, like R2D2 um, or Star Wars um, bentos so they're they're and some of these involve rice and brown rice is kind of the way to go with that um, but they'll make um, little figures or you know they look it looks like uh, either a character that's like a Zelda or or somebody like that or an R2-D2 um, but it's food like it's um, 
it's made out of, you know, string beans and cherries or uh, uh, grapes with uh, like spinach and uh, rice, for example. Um, and then there's also, uh, there's another one that I saw that was a bento box that had fresh vegetables in it with like a side of somebody just kind of made their own kind of like dipping sauce, but it was uh, all it was uh, oil-based, like balsamic vinegar and oil-based, which is more healthy than eating something that has like cream in it. Yeah. Um, and then um, they did a, a pan-fried chicken. So I typically wouldn't fry things. There's also, there's a way to do it so that, you know, it's less fried than something else. So it's a little bit um, easier to, to, it's better, a little bit better for your body, but I can, provide a link to, to link us to some of those things. And, and you know, when you think about it, like, so I'm going to combine tips, I'm going to get myself a, a bento box, but I'll keep it. I'll just pack it with my daily snacks. And, um, and then I will keep it downstairs. So I have to get up and walk around once in a while to get to it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I think that's a really good way to, to start to. Um, and I think that, um, the other thing that you can do is when you're talking about eating, of course, a lot of us eat out a lot. Um, and there's a couple of apps. There's one in particular that I've used just recently, actually, when I knew we were going to be doing the show, I kind of looked for something that um, had some level of um, that you could see what, what it was that you were eating when you went out. And so my fitness pal does that. Like there are um, in my fitness pal, you can type in, you know, McDonald's hamburger. It'll tell you the nutritional value. But if you're specifically looking for something somewhere to go um, in your area, there's an app called Healthy Out. Yes, one word. I use that one. It's helpful. Yeah, and it's really helpful. So, like, if you just don't know where you want to go, or if you just know you want to do low calorie, or you want to do, you know, gluten sensitive is one of the the terms they use. Um, I like that app because sometimes I don't know what I want to eat. Well, and I like that it also allows you to customize it, so you can say, "Find me something nearby that's, you know, under." 500 calories, but isn't a salad because maybe you've just had one of these days that like, you know what, I'm over salads. I don't want to have another salad and, and it will, right. you know, meet those types of criteria. Yeah, it's really good. It's, um, it's, um, one of the ones that I really like to use, uh, I, the one there's one, oh gosh, I, re- I wish I could, uh, oh, it's still in the, my fitness pal app. Sorry. Um, in there, um, you can search, Two for if you know air places are in your area and you want to compare, for example, like a burger from McDonald's to a burger from Burger King. Not that I would want to eat there, but it's better than not eating anything. And if you're looking at eating something else, yeah. the thing that I save those for. Um, oh, better example. So the other night I had pasta. I save those moments when I know that I'm going to go out with my I'm going to go out with my friends. So at home, I'm really good about eating very clean. I actually I don't buy pasta. I don't buy the I don't put those things in my house because I I will eat them if they're there. But what I do do is I allow myself when I go out with my friends once or twice a week, I'll eat that pasta then. And not that pasta in itself. Let's just an example for me. I just try to stay away from um, really high high starch um, uh, item carbs like pasta. Um, just cause it, for me, I know over the years that my body reacts to a certain way and I can, I notice I retain, there's a lot of things that happen that I notice. So over the years, um, I save those for those moments out. Yeah. That yeah that's, sense. A, that's a good tip that if it's something you don't want to eat a lot of, don't, don't keep it at your house. Like, you know, I've learned over the years, I don't keep a bag of chips at my house and I don't keep cookies in my house. Those are just things that don't need to ever come in my house, but I love them when I go out. You know? Yeah. 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 For sure. The other, you know, the other app that I really like is, um, 
So I do cook a lot at home and I just like tracking what it is that I do. I use an app called Paprika. Yeah, that's a long time uh, a recommendation yeah. from our listeners, Paprika. Good, that good one's app. great because the other thing you do is if you see an app, if you see a recipe online that you really like, it's so easy to add it. And then in the app, you can easily add it to a grocery list. So you can go and say, I already have this thing. So it, so you have a recipe in your um, in paprika and you say, I want to go shopping for this. I'm going to make this. So you say, add this to my shopping list. And then it lists everything individually and you can uncheck the things that you know you already have in your house. Yeah. Um, and then just add a shopping list and you can go get it. And the, there's a website that I really like called allrecipes.com. The reason I like it is because a lot of times what they'll also do is they've somehow they've sourced um, what of the items that's in that list that for that recipe might be on sale near you. Like it'll say, oh, Target has this on sale for this amount of money. So if I decide to go shopping at Target that day, I know I can save that on that chicken or whatever it is. Yeah, I you know, we we receive about at least once a month, some random listener writes and says, you guys need to talk about paprika changed my life. <laughs> and, uh, we have talked about it a few times on the show, but it's funny to me that there's such a clear winner in a category as big as meal planning. But it, it is a clear winner. I mean, there's just nothing like it, apparently, uh, in the marketplace. So so check out paprika if if you want to get better at meal planning. We talked about that with Skip, too, our, uh, our NASA listener. We few- talked about it with Skip. And I think Darren Boss came on for one of our MPU live shows and talked about uh, meal organization with paprika, meal planning with paprika. Well, you know, it's it's funny. We, uh, I I put a word out on Twitter before we got the show going and I said, Hey, everybody, we're going to be talking about fitness. What are the apps and stuff we need to talk about? And the repeat, you know, responses were Apple watch rings, Withing scale, FitStar, my fitness pal, the stuff we've already covered on the show. So it looks like our listeners are on the same page as us on this stuff. Yeah. Now, Liana, I know we were talking before the show that um, you've got a new project, um, one fitness related and one not necessarily that are that's coming out soon. Why don't you take a minute to to tell us about that? Because I think our listeners might be interested as well. Oh, thanks. Yes. Um, So as we talked about before, my background is I just I've just been a fitness enthusiast my whole life, certified personal trainer. But what I've really always wanted to do is 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 try to figure out a way to kind of help people wherever they are to start to get and stay healthy and fit. And I've finally figured out, I think, I think, I hope, (laughs) I think I just need to do it and get feedback. But uh, I'm going to be launching on February 1st, um, really just kind of a weekend. It's going to start off as what I'm calling uh, workout weekend fitness. And so my idea is that, uh, that at the beginning of the week, if I launched it then, and said, or excuse me, at the beginning of the week, if, if the beginning of the week, I release something and say, you know, work on these things this week. A lot of times people are working during the week and by the end of the uh, week, they may forget about it or, um, you know, just forget to look at it. So something I'm going to release every week uh, on a, probably on Thursday, um, that is something that you can consider doing over the weekend. So just something to add some variety or f- some fun to whatever it is that you're normally doing. And some of it will be workout related specifically like in, you know, pick up, you know, five pound weights or, you know, do pushups or that kind of thing. Um, or it could just be go outside, find a park and do these things. I've got some exercises that I really like doing with people that don't revol- involve any equipment and it gets you outside um, to do some different things. So they're just going to be prompts for that. To coincide with that, uh, I've got, I've been recording a lot of videos of different exercises. I'm going to be putting together some programs that people can think about doing for a weekend. Um, uh, 
and then to be able to continue that doing pieces of those workouts, if that makes any sense, like during the week when maybe somebody doesn't have enough time and then getting back to that same program over the weekend with specific goals to do certain things, whether it's running or, or fat loss. Um, and right now it's going to live on a website. Um, and right now it's just be called again, workout weekend fitness. Um, so where does someone go if they want to get in, get on the list here? Right. So to get on the list, you can just go to my website that I built, by the way, with Square, or that I'm building with Squarespace. Um, and <laughs> oh, I cool. used, I used your, I used your code, by the way. I used All right. Your, Woohoo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just lianalehua.com. Okay. L I A N A L E H U A. And we'll put right. a link to that to the com. show notes, of course. So Thanks. is that, that going to be it. something where people are following you on the website? Or are they going to subscribe to a newsletter or? Well, so start off, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a weekly newsletter right. that has the prompts I, and everything in it. Yes. Yeah. It looks like you've got your Squarespace cover page up right now with the subscribe to I the do. newsletter link. Yeah. There you go. Yes. So yeah. I'm going to start off with the newsletter. Um, and then what my goal is to do is, uh, you know, I've over the years, I've kind of been just uh, looking at what else is being done. Um, and while I don't want to repeat that, I'm trying to look at what works. But I also want to leave room to modify it as I get feedback, hopefully, from people that will say, you know, it would be great if you could do this thing. And if I get enough feedback on that, that I can try, you know, presenting in a way that that works for everybody. Um, and then future, I would say, you know, by year's end, my hope is to to be able to create it into kind of an app um, that people can download and um, be able to follow along to programs or uh, create their own programs using the video and the different prompts that I've created. It may be awesome. fun to see how many Mac Pirates listeners can get into this. Maybe we can make a group somewhere, Google group or something, and kind of support each other. I think it would be fun to to build a little community, just a tiny community around this of people that, are, that want to try and get better at this. I think it would be fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun for sure. Yeah. And you also have a new podcast coming out called The Force is Awesome, which is about Star Wars. And I know that's coming out in, in, in February as well. People can find out about that at com as well. Uh, yes, I'll add that. Actually, it's not there yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll add it there. And, um, yeah, we just, we're three geeks talking about Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I'm going to be listening to that. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Liana, for coming in and helping us out. I hope you got some good tips today and, uh, maybe are inspired to try a little something once in a while. And, uh, some of these apps and some of these exercises, um, you can learn more about Liana at lianalehua.com and also on Twitter. Are you active on Twitter these days, Liana? I am um, for fitness related stuff. So I, uh, it's probably a bad idea, but I have two different accounts. The the one you want to follow for fitness is Fit Torrent, um, uh, and uh, I'll have a, it's actually on the it's on leannellyhua dot now dot com now. Um, is that that's two the one T's? There. Fit Torrent. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Two All T's. Right. Two T's. Two R's. All righty, and uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are Mac Power Users. Katie is at Katie Floyd. I am at Max Sparky. Um. Where else can you find us, Kate? I guess you can find us at the MacPowerUsers.com, which I believe will shortly redirect OS over to the Relay site. Yep, it actually uh, already does. So that's over okay. at, yeah, so, or Relay.fm slash MPU, where we'll have links to everything that we, we covered in this show. I want to thank our sponsors today, Squarespace, Making Light, Omni, and 1Password. And I uh, hope you all have a great week. We're going to see you next week with a new show. 